This week, here's what I want to do. I want to recap a little on 2020 and um, kind of the journey that we went through, through uh, preaching and through what the Lord had done and where we initially launched, and then I want to go into the vision for 2021. But happy new year. We made it. You made it. Like, I'm, I'm being serious right now. A year that we thought was never going to come to an end allowed us to now have a new beginning. And I'm just here to say that you made it through one of the most challenging years that our society has faced in so many different levels. And, and well done. And I just want to, like, congratulate you that you're still standing, that you're still here, that well done, good and faithful servants, honestly. I felt that from the Lord. Like, well done. You've made it, and, but the best is yet to come. And I just want to thank you all, whether you're online watching or here, you're still with us. So thank you. Thank you for, for having our backs. Thank you for helping us journey through these challenging things and when to meet, when to meet in person, when to go virtual, when to come back. And I know that through this year, everybody had an opinion about everything. And on Facebook, everybody had a voice and opinion about everything, right? The, how everything was being done and the, the racial unrest and all of these different things with politics and, and the pandemic and all this. Everybody had an opinion and everybody wanted to voice that opinion. And at times we even heard that in the church. And that's okay because you're here, we're family, you've got our back, we've got yours, so welcome to 2021. And this is one of my favorite days of the year to kind of launch into some new things. And every year I go into it knowing that this is going to be the best year. I worked with heroin addicts for a number of years and the counselor that we would go out with at the, from the fire department, he would use this term every time. Did you know a heroin addict relapses on average 11 times before they get clean? Once they decide they want to get clean, they relapse an average of 11 times. Once they've made that decision, they fall 11 times before, on average. And, and here's the thing, and he would go out, and every day we would go out thinking, this is the day we're going to help people. This is the day somebody's going to turn their life around. This is the day. And he used this term, I am cautiously optimistic. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm cautiously optimistic. Now listen, we're going into this year, and I know there's going to be some letdown. We're, we're human beings. There's going to be trials. There's going to be adversities that we face, regardless of how good the year is going to be. There's going to be some resistance. There's going to be some things. But I believe this. I am cautiously optimistic. I am, I am more than cautiously optimistic. I'm believing for an Ephesians 3.20 kind of year for all of us, that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask, think, dream of, or imagine. And I just believe this, and I believe that we came through last year stronger than we were before going through it. So I, I want to just kind of recap some things of, of what we've done. So, but first, let me share this story, all right? I, I know this is kind of a, a minuscule story, but really fun. So we're leaving the gym Thursday morning. We're excited. We started off our day right. We're excited to launch into New Year's Eve. And we're like, well, let's go to this grocery store. We needed to pick up a few things. And I was like, well, I've got to pick up these cards at the printer on the way. So let's go this way. So we went 25A. And, and I'm usually in a staff car going down 25A. And I'm not going to just deny this, but we'll just delete this section of the video later on maybe. I speed going down 25A in a staff car knowing that I may not, and good thing the chief's not in here at the moment. They're, they're doing worship debrief. So the fire chief is, is not hearing this. But at any rate, I speed a little bit in the staff car. So I'm used to going down 25A speeding. So I'm doing about 58 and a 45, and then I see a highway patrolman. And I was like, oh, and I knew. I just knew right then. I was like, yep, I see him do a U-turn, turns his lights on, pulls me over. I'm like, ah. Thank the Lord, I, I, did, I, I did have an additional ID in my wallet that I handed him. 
But at any rate, I'm like, I'm like, sir, I'm sorry. I was speeding. I, I, I admit I was speeding. I'm sorry. I'm used to coming down this road in my fire department staff car. Fire department? Oh, Troy. Troy, okay. So anyway, he's like, and he kind of like has this sigh. I think he was going to like, oh, I get, I get a little bit of my quota today. He's like, have a great day. Be safe. I was like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. But before he said that, I was like, this is going to sum up my year right here. Like the final hours of 2020, this is all summed up right here. So at any rate, this is, this is a thing of like, I didn't get what I deserved. And, and that is the definition of Nicole. Yeah. I didn't get what I deserved is the definition of grace. Okay. So definition of grace is I didn't get what I deserve, but mercy is getting what I don't deserve. I always flip that. So I needed my accountability partner who's texting somebody right now. <laughs> texting or Instagram? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm like, it's my accountability. I need your help. This is like front row stuff I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on here. So at any rate, I didn't get what I deserved. And I, and I just wanted to like share that, that the Lord is so merciful. He's so gracious that in this year, like, like there was a lot of devastation, a lot of things. But in this coming year, we're going to get things uh, that we don't deserve and not get things that we do deserve. And it's just going to be a phenomenal year. So let me sum up some things. So last year, I'll be honest, in January was probably the most clear, exciting, passionate that I've ever been about going into any year. Come on, it was 2020. Of course we had clear vision for 2020. Hello. So I was so excited. And Nicole and I, we literally like landed what we felt was our life message. In January, I go into Norway, I share it. Paul Yudal, like we have this moment. He, we fall on the floor just in weeping and just worshiping. And he's saying, this is your life message, brother. I was like, I know, it feels great. And we're going in, we're launching, and we're talking about generational convergence and honoring the generation that's went before us and, and those who are above us and, and merging the generation below us to advance the kingdom and go make disciples. So excited. So we started the year with four weeks of targets, right? The Arrow 2.0. So if you remember, we had arrows out, we had bows out, we had targets all across the stage. You came in here, and there was this cool graphic. Well, we've updated the graphic. So it's 2021 vision. So we're going to throw the new graphic up here. We got a couple new um, things we're going to go after this year. But at any rate, this is the deal. I feel like 2020 was partially robbed from a lot of us. Now, again, we grew from it. We're thankful for the year. We're thankful it's over. But I believe it's like the 20, I think Jason has that graphic. Eventually we'll get it. So at any rate, this is the 2021 vision. And here's on the back of your cards here. You should have got these when you walked in. If not, when you walk out, they're on a table. But at any rate, I want you to revisit because I think there were some dreams robbed, there were some distractions, there was some devastation that prevented the Lord from fulfilling what's the call that's in your lives. And the big target, if you weren't with us last year, grab one of those on your way out. That was for your family's legacy. What is your life mission? What is your family mission? And whatever your family looks like, maybe you're single, maybe you're married, maybe you have kids. What is your family, your life mission? Now it's to be written on that big target. That's legacy. That's 100-year kind of thinking. That's dream versus legacy. Dreams for the future, legacies left for the future. All right? It's not, it's not what I leave to people that matters. It's what I leave in them that matters. So we went after this and saying what the target is. And then we started talking about launching arrows. And we, we brought out the arrow into three parts, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, the, the launching the arrows. And we use these, these incredible verses that we'll get to in a moment. 
And, and basically then we did Arrow in the Spirit and Elijah, where he's sick, and, he, and, and they come in and he says, strike the ground. First he says, launch the arrow out the window. We're going to take Syria. Strike the ground. They stop it three times. He's like, why did you stop at three? Why did you not hear the Lord and strike it five times or six times? And I'm going to get circled back to this one here in a few minutes. But don't give up, right? Don't lose heart. Don't give up. And then the fourth week last year in, in January, we, it was the power of go. Going in the generations and going and making disciples. And going and, and, and pursuing dreams and legacy, right? And it was just a beautiful thing. And then through the year, all this crazy stuff happened. And one of my other favorite messages was t speaking on uh, Elijah. Elijah in a cave, in his cave season. And it was the fire and the earthquake and all these things happened. But it was the still soft voice that brought, the, that brought Elijah out. And Elijah, as he comes out of the cave, you know, he has this encounter and all these things. Well, well then we, we look back, and we, we look back at where Jezebel was involved, right? And in that time, that was just after the shutdown and the pandemic and all these things. And we were talking about listening to the voice of the Lord more clearly than any media, than any disappointment, than any lie ever spoken over you, right? So, so it was another message of hope. And then, you know, we get into this family series of like 16 weeks of family, establishing a culture that we want to leave for our children to live and walk in in church as a church family, right? Members come and go, but families stick together. Then we just finished the year with the hope series. And God is hope. Unto us a child was born. Hope was born for our situation, for us, right? And we went through the whole thing with hope. And today I want to just, I want to revisit a couple verses from 2020 because a couple things. I believe we're in a reset. Now we're going to, Nicole and I, Nicole's going to come up here in a little bit. We're going to talk more in depth about 2021. But wrapping up 2020, there was this thing to where we went after a few things. And I want to read Isaiah 49.2. This was one of the key verses launching into the year. He said, he made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me a polished arrow, in his quiver he hid me away. Meaning, like, he's, he's polishing us. And we talked about the power of sharpening an axe and then using that time to refine ourselves, you know, the remnant to go forward, to be refined and to be polished and ready. That way when we're launched, we hit our target. And sometimes it's in that tension, right? Then that pulling back, that's the hardest time. And I believe this entire year was a year of tension. So if we had looked at this message as a prophetic message, we'd realize like tension was coming, but we're about to be launched. And it's in that tension where you're held back, and oftentimes you're the closest to the Father's face. And in this, in this message, we, we talked about like we could spend four hours sharpening the axe and then go cut down the tree or use a dull axe and take all day cutting down the tree. Where are we focusing our time and energy? And then we, the other verse, Zechariah 9.14, accompanied this series. It says, Then the Lord will appear over them, and his arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will sound the trumpet and will march forth in the whirlwind of the south. Powerful that the Lord God Almighty will go before us, will go with us, and as we're launched to hit our own targets... You know, I think we get mixed up at times saying, well, the church is here to feed me. The church is here to do this for me. And the church is here to meet all of my needs. The Bible says that the, the, the church is for the equipping. Like our, one of our roles is to equip the believers for the work of their ministries. To equip believers for the work of ministry. Our, our role as a church is to, 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 to set an environment to make sure Jesus is ministered to first. To usher in his presence. To, to create an atmosphere of worship where, where he is our number one ministry. That unto him, like our first ministry is unto him. And then we equip the believers for the work of the ministry. So the first thing is, is the up, right? We used to call it up. 
We're switching that to worship. And then the second thing is, is the end, that, that what good is it to go reach all these people and bring them into an unhealthy environment? So, so as we go up, like there's this, there's this worship realm, there's this atmosphere of presence, number one. We love excellence, but we never want to pursue that to forsake presence. So up, and then the end is the health of the body, the health of our marriages, the health of our children, the health of our relationships, the health of, of who we are and how we shine a light to those around us outside here, the health, the wholeness of my bo mind, body, soul, spirit, will, emotion, physical body, right? That's the end. It's, it's us as a corporate body, us in our relationships, us as, as whole people, healthy people. Then there's the out. By the way, the end is now going to be grow, okay? So worship, grow. And then the last one was out, and that's Steve's focus is to help us make sure we're outwardly focused. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we could become so inwardly focused, we're outwardly bound. And sometimes we could become so outwardly focused, we're inwardly bound. It's this thing of balance to make sure that, that when we go out, we're bringing people into a healthy environment. At the same time, that we still need to go out. So here's the thing, we had like this big plan to use the numbers 20, 21, and we're like, well, are we ready for that harvest yet? Are we ready? Are, do we have processes and on-ramps and discipleship in place yet? So we're going to slow that down just a little bit, and we're going to focus on just a couple things, and then midway through the year, we're probably going to launch into the full 2021 kind of like plan. So the new thing is not just up in and out, it's now worship, grow, go. And I want that to be a focus that we are being launched to go, but going in health, going as we worship in full. So as we go into our workplace, we're literally so full of God's presence, his love, his glory, his mercy, his goodness, his power, his spirit, that we literally just leak out and overflow on those around us. We go make disciples. In our going, we make disciples. As we go to the grocery store, we're making disciples. As we go to our workplace, we're making disciples. As we go home, we're making disciples. I don't want to overlook the calling that's on each of our lives and the mantle that sits on each of you. Let me put it to you this way. In hitting your target, there is not a second-class target. There is not a second-class anointing. There is not a second-class purpose or destiny. Let, let me reword that. A stay-at-home mom is not second-class to a business owner or a pastor in the church. Okay, there's only first-class ministries, and we're all called to a first-class destiny and purpose and calling. And some of you may be businessmen. Some of you may be teachers. Some of you may be nurses. Some of you may be realtors or, or whatever it may be. But at this point, we're all in this first-class destiny to be launched in the areas to hit our targets. So I'm wrapping up the whole year here. My favorite one, though, that sustained me through this year was week two when we talked about Elisha falling ill and striking the ground and I just that stuck with me when when at times we want to give up at times when we're seeing the natural we want to give up at times we're seeing this pandemic we're seeing the political we're seeing the racial unrest the the civil unrest rest the racial divisions we're seeing all these things and I you know at times I, I just wanted to like get frustrated and get mad or jump on a side or or just give up at times there was so much challenge leading a church literally more this year than ever I question if I was the right one. More this year than ever before in my life, am I the one to lead this church to her destiny? Am I the one to lead this body? Am I the, am I the right one? Am I still the best pick here? I don't know that I'm the best pick, but I'm the pick. 
So as we, as we pursue this and as we, we, we recollect some of these things, I just remember that message and I remember getting here on this ground right here with an arrow. And I remember saying, strike the ground. Strike the ground. Don't stop at one or two or don't even stop at three. I said, why not five? Why not six? And then we quoted the, the scripture in Corinthians that says, don't lose heart. Don't give up. There's even one that says, don't lose heart. Don't, don't give up in doing good, right? Then we go back and we go to Elijah who was in the cave and the thing that brought him out. And it's this interesting thing. Again, I get to this point of, of wanting to give up again, wanting to be frustrated, wanting to like, man, there's, there's got to be somebody better than me here. <laughs> I just want to tap. I'm ready to tap out. <laughs> and then at the end of that story, it says he had to go back the way he came. And we said, it's time to go back and take what's ours. It's time to go back and revisit the things that were stolen from us. It's time to go back. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's time to go back into 2020 and start dreaming again. It's time to go back at the beginning of 2020 before things were stolen and lost and, 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 and crushed, before hope had been deferred, right? It's time to go back. Let me, let, me, let me finish some of these things up. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, and I know Amanda referenced it. Let me just remind you that going into this 2021, his promises are still yes and amen. Proverbs says this in, in the ESV version. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. When things look bad, we lose hope and we get depressed. When things don't look like they're happening and there's continual destruction, there's continual cities being burned, there's continual frustrations and injustices and things that are being exposed and nothing being done with them. When there's things of, of racial divisions and injustices happening, there's these things that continue to happen in our culture, and all of a sudden, we're getting deferred, we're getting depressed, we're getting, we're getting frustrated, right? There's at times when things in my life and the dreams I put on this list, you know, a year ago aren't coming true. None of them came true. Matter of fact, I lost my business. Matter of fact, I lost my promotion. Matter of fact, I lost income, or whatever it might have been in here. There's been big losses in here this year. There's been big losses and, and, and loss of life, deaths. There's been destruction. There's been hardship. There's been people going into industry, and, and there's nurses in here going into COVID wings day after day after day, seeing the reality of some of this. There's some of us who are frustrated by being controlled and being manipulated and only seeing a part of what the media is saying and getting frustrated by, by what we're having to do to go into a business or all these other things. Hope deferred, though, makes the heart sick, but there's a tree of life. Jesus even died on a tree that we may have life. Let me read the Passion Translation. This, is, this gave me a lot of hope. It says, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on and on, almost like this message right now. That was the longest <laughs> intro ever. It says, when hope's dreams seem to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. It says this, but when at last your dream comes true, Life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. I believe it's time for life's sweetness to satisfy some souls in here. I believe the season of warfare needs to come to an end so a season of joy fair can be here. It's time. It's time to celebrate. It's time to dream again. It's time to have hope again. Nicole, why don't you come on up, babe? Everybody say it's time. It's time. It's time. 
there was a, a lyric I was hearing in the song as they were singing, like, disappointment must be something, uh, chains must fall off. I totally forget lyrics. But there was, this, there was this tag that I was hearing from a different song. It was like, um, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage, no more shame. Is that right? My, I am free. Something like that. Anyways, I was hearing that. So just in an effort of, of doing prophetic acts, of kicking and stomping and punching, I heard the Lord say, let's, let's shake off the chains of oppression and disappointment and shame and frustration from the earth. So just, just shake them off. Even if you're at home right now, just shake them off. Shake off those chains of shame, those chains of disappointment, those chains of frustration, and we're going to be free. Shackles literally are all falling off today. So we want to discuss a few things. Let's pull this in the middle. There we go. So there's this word that Nicole and I like kind of hung on to, and it's been this thing over the last few weeks. And if you've paid attention to a, a worship leader named Jeremy Riddle, he even wrote a book called Reset. And it's this beautiful thing of what it is to bring back really to the heart of worship, the heart of intimacy with the Lord, the, the heart of falling at Jesus' feet in worship. Not, not just lifting hands and coming in on a Sunday, but literally living a lifestyle of intimate oneness and worship with the Lord. So there's this, this book called Reset. So we just kind of like that resonated with me. And, and I just want to share the definition of reset. It says, an act or instance of setting, adjusting, or fixing something in a new or different way. Now, let me just, let me just clearly um, expand this to say reset is not a do-over. <laughs> reset is not redo. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to do 2020 all over again. Anybody else? No, I didn't think so. Okay, so, but what it is, is there's these two words in the Bible that, that God restores and also he redeems. He's a redeemer. Restoration, restore means bring it back to where it was. And I would believe that's kind of like redoing. You know, you bring it back to where it was. Now, redemption or redeeming means bring it back to the, better than it ever was before. So when I restore a car, I bring it back to its original factory um, like qualities if I restore an old car. Redemption means I make it just a little better. I put some like spinners on the wheels. I put some 20s on it. You know, I put a good system in it, maybe some LED lighting. That's redeeming something. You're making it better than it ever was. Not that I would do that to some of the cool cars. But that's the thing, and I believe like we're in a reset to do something different, to, to revisit some things and to, to reclaim some things, to redo some things, but not do it all over. But we take what was good from 2020 and we make it better and we continue that process to reset and explore what it is for 2021. Do you have anything else on reset? If, I think it's one thing to talk about it and identify what needs to happen, but then it's another thing to figure out, okay, how do we do it? And what are some of the tools to, to say, okay, we're going to reset this year? And I just, I don't know. I don't honestly don't know the answers, but I was just kind of leaning into this yesterday just for myself personally. And I just started kind of going back. I kind of started to identify the things that I was really failing at last year. And it was real easy for me to identify like a lot of negativity, a lot of complaining from me. Um, and I would even say like, even, in, even though that some of the year was some of my most intimate times with the Lord, I look back and I think 
I feel like there were times of intimacy that were lacking. And so to, for me, and this is just a challenge for you, to reset looks like, okay, now what do I need to do this year that I was lacking last year? And I just think the Lord, the Lord would really highlight that for us. And so for me, those things are, I am, I am focusing on thankfulness. I will be thankful. I will wake up thankful every day. I will be positive. Every time I say that, I think of positive, encouraging, Caleb. But I will be positive, and I'm going to pursue intimacy with the Lord like never before, you know? And I feel like in the, for me, it's right now, it's not, I'm not being reactive, and I think for a lot of us, 2020 was a lot of reaction, but good came from it. But for, for this, it's coming out of a place of like, these are the things to reset, um, to focus on for me. So that would be what I would say is like, okay, yeah, we know it's a reset, but what are the things? What specifically, how do I reset my thoughts, my, you know, whatever? So we're, we're going to read a verse that Nicole kind of found for us, and we put it on the back of these cards. Again, we want to make sure everybody has a card. Um, but can you throw that new graphic up? Did you get it yet? Is that up there? So, so basically, um, on the back, you'll see Revelations 21. And we just put verse 5, but I want to read 21, uh, 5 through 7. So, so this is the new graphic. We're just doing it again. So we're resetting, okay? So that's why we have, what were the dreams that didn't come to pass in 2020? Now let's dream for 2021. So they're both on there. But let me go to these verses now. It says, And he who, who, who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And it says, also he said, write this down. I believe there's something, even Habakkuk 2 says, talks about the importance of writing a vision down, writing it on tablets, right? So we want to write things down. We, we want to hold, honestly, we want to hold the Lord accountable to some things. Like, I want to I put some faith to the paper here. And, and like, hey, you say we delight, as we delight in you, you'll honor the desires of our hearts. So when we're delighting him in, if it's out of delight for him, he, he honors the desires of our hearts. So... I want to say something to that because I think I might be guilty of not filling this out in the past or at least writing like one thing and then being so hesitant and I think for me it's and maybe there's some of you like this in here but it's it's this idea of like what's the right thing to put you know oh what's the right thing and then also what if that doesn't happen I really struggle with that I'm just being so vulnerable like I really struggle with I crash and burn when I have expectations that, are, that don't happen. I don't know why. I'm still, I'm leaning into that. But I found this. It says, God's plans will always be more beautiful and greater than all your disappointments. So even if you put something on here and it doesn't come to pass or whatever, it just means that the plan he has that maybe he didn't reveal to us in this moment today when we're filling this out is so much more beautiful than what we initially thought. And so you know what? I'm sealing it. I'm believing it. I might not feel it, but I'm putting it in my heart to I, believe. I, I just believe this, like he, even putting down the things that didn't come to pass. Many of us are in this room because a mom, a grandma, a spouse, a friend, somebody was praying for us. And let me just say, I didn't turn my heart the first time my mom probably prayed for me. Time after time after time after time after night after night. My picture... And, <laughs> My picture was on our parents' altar at the top of the stairs when I wasn't living for the Lord and I was living in destruction. But my mom and dad never gave up faith praying for me. Just like somebody, I guarantee you, was praying for you to get to this place where you are today. So 
Just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean I'm not going to keep writing it down. Keep praying. Keep contending for it. Keep dreaming for it. Let me, let me move on here. It says, And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. I want you to write this scripture down. Like, this is so much packed with goodness that it's talking about that he's making all things new. And he's talking about he is seated on the throne. He who is seated on the throne is making all things new. And he's talking about this and how, how, how valid it is and how right it is. That even just write it down. And then he's saying this. He says, and, and I am the Alpha and the Omega. I know all things. I am all things. I know the beginning from the end. And then he's talking about um, and, and those who are thirsty, I'm going to give life to. I'm going I'm to have this never-ending, this eternal water, this, this river of living waters that's going to quench every thirst you ever have. And I don't know about you, but I want to be thirsty in this, in this 2021, and I want the Lord to quench every thirst that I have. He says he withholds nothing for those who seek him. The last verse I want to read, Isaiah 43, 19. We're, we're trying to wrap up here. We know it's getting late. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, Behold, I am, making, uh, I am doing a new thing. Now that it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I, I want to say something about this, and I need to go back to that last verse. I, I just saw a note. Isaiah 43, 19, it says, I will make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. <laughs> I, I made sure to include this verse because I could have just done one for the year. But how many felt like you may have been in a desert or a wilderness in 2020, but he's still going to make all things new, even in that. There's still rivers there. You know, oftentimes when we go through a valley, you know, there's always a mountaintop on the other side. That's great, but it's actually in the valley where the, where the nutrients go. That's where the water flows. That's where the vegetation is. That's where life is, unfortunately. But while we're there, we get to drink. We get to grow. We get to, we get to benefit from this valley to get us to the mountain. And I, I just want to say this, something new in Israel, this is, this is what I wanted to take focus to, is being built through the historical process of captivity and return. Now this is being written to an Israel that's in captivity that's going to go on this journey through the wilderness and then to return to the promised land. Now back to that other verse, God proclaims completions of the new and destruction of the old. So, so just, just take a note there. Behold, I'm making all things new. All, and he says, he says, also write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. Okay? And basically he's saying, uh, he proclaims the completion of the new and destruction of the old. The old is gone. The old is past. He's making us new creatures. The old is gone. The old man must die, right? So that we can all become new creatures in Christ. Do you have anything on that? I don't know if it really goes with that, but it kind of goes with the whole thing. I think that it could be a, some of you you get this and you're like yes and then you need five of them because you have so many dreams and so many good things okay good but then there's others of you that that's are me. that's him I'm like seriously really could I get an addendum please <laughs> but then there's many of us who are like I stare at this and I, you know whatever I, I think the be for you today, for those of you who are kind of like, how do I go forward from here? What if you just started with the three words, worship, grow, and go? Like, what, what am I doing in 2021 for my worship? And I'm talking about separate from upper room. Yes, this is, this is the, you will not stop seeing worship, grow, go. Someone might ask you about upper room, and you'll be like, worship, grow, go. And so that's just going to become who we are. It's been who we are, but now we're, like, defining it. Anyway personally 
what are you doing? What are you adding to this in your worship? Like, what does that look like? Same with grow in your business, in your job, in your family, whatever, and then go. What is that going to look like for you? And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to mean turkey dinners, but this is a good way to get you started rolling on this. And I just thought, I need to say that. Um, we're we're going to finish up with this thought so the band can kind of start making their way up here. But I want to finish up with why versus way and the what. I think last year we, we started casting these targets and, and listing out these dreams and stuff, and it was all the what's. And, and I just want to, I, I want to challenge you that legacy is, is deeper than the what, it's the why. Okay, why, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to reach that person? Why do I want my kids to be saved? What's the why, you know? And, and if we define, if we find the why, he'll make the way. Okay, and let me, let me just, let me be very clear on that. It, the what cannot be uh, the, the why. The what cannot be the goal. The what cannot be the motivation. Let, let me just say this. If you're pursuing a healthy lifestyle or a dream or a New Year's resolution, if you don't know the why, you're going to fall off. If there's not a why behind it, if it's just the what, it's not enough motivator to keep you sustained and keep you pushing. Let, let, let me just be honest, like if there's not a level of conviction in there and there's not a level of heart for the why, then obviously you're going to fall off that diet. You're going to fall off going back to that addiction or whatever it is you might be trying to pursue in health or, or life or spiritual walk. Like I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover this year. Why? Why do you want to do that? Is it to grow close to the Lord? That's a good why. Because if you define that, all of a sudden the way will be made. If we know the why, we'll know the way. But a lot of times we want to focus on the what, hit the target. Here's the target, here's the target. And, and we just try to figure out the way and the what, but the why is the motivator. And I know you have like a big heart for this of the why and, and what motivates us. I mean, it comes down to this, the why behind everything you do, it should be based on the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because when we're convicted of the Holy Spirit, which is his job, then I don't know about you, but it keeps us more accountable. If our why is just kind of like, basic like oh i want to xyz then we're more ten we, we lean more towards falling off of that train and so that's what with everything in this that's why and i think maybe that's also why i'm so hesitant because i'm like holy spirit and then i'm like is that you and so the why is your motive the motivator behind why you do what you do and it ultimately it goes back to the conviction of the holy spirit the things that the holy spirit speaking to us so I want to just be a little practical for a moment, and then we'll go into um, a closing. We're going to do communion. Um, so essentially, like— Wait, can I say one more thing? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I wanted I, to address I'd this. I'd be an idiot if I told you no. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially after all the you. other stuff today. Um, anyway. <laughs> Listen, I've been married long enough to know that's—yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, oh, hearing the Holy Spirit and the conviction of that is not just— Oh, and uh, I heard the audible voice of God. It's the thing that's burning on your heart. Because when we pursue him, when he is our pursuit, the things burning on our heart are of him. So we can't question that. So when we're pursuing him, we're here today. We're pursuing this. We're leaning into worship, grow, go. We're thinking 2021. It, that's the Holy Spirit that puts that on our heart. And so we can't just say, oh, wait, I don't know if that's the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm speaking to myself here. And so um, I just want to encourage you with that. When I say the conviction of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't just mean I heard the audible voice of the Lord. Yes, that happens. But also it's what's burning on our heart. What's the verse that we read this morning that's just like burning a laser through our brain? 
that's the Holy Spirit guiding, convicting us and, and causing us to know, okay, here's what he wants me to pursue. Um, so if you see this, it's divided into two lines. It's not for you to make like all of those dreams. We do that typically because it helps us perceive this in a little bit easier, we, we can kind of confront this in an easier way. One's a spiritual side, one's a natural side. And, and let me just tell you, it's okay to dream natural. It is okay to have desires of your heart that might be that new house. It might be an upgraded car or that promotion or whatever. Um, that, that's okay. But we love the spiritual side. And so that's, it's divided into two. So for me, it's like spiritual side. I want every one of my kids to intimately know the Lord, to encounter him. My grandkids. I, I want to reach the people at my workplace. I want to see this city transformed and know Jesus and be free. You know, those are spiritual things. I'll, you know, one of the things on my dream list is see this, the, the nation of St. Lucia. We have a ministry there and, and a covenant there. The nation of St. Lucia to be saved. The entire nation. All 150,000 of them. <laughs> it's a small nation. But those are the spiritual things. And then the natural things, it's fine to dream natural. It's okay to put those. You know, um, whatever that might be. I want to learn a new hobby. I want to, uh, for yeah, I'm out of time. I was going to say some stuff, but. So then here's the thing. Here we want to challenge you. This is like part one. Part one of 2021. This is a challenge. We're going to do all kinds of things with these big numbers and like do this, do that. Okay, I want to just boil it down to this. Maybe each month you try to love two people, two, two people well. Like do something random. Like, like Steve has really trained us and given us a lot of ideas of, of random or he calls them intentional acts of kindness. It's the goodness of God that, that lead men to repentance. So something nice, pay for somebody's coffee, do something random to reveal the love of Jesus to maybe two people a month and then really like love on one, as in like minister to one, just per month. Maybe keep that as a goal throughout the year. We were like, let's do this. And then we're like, are we ready for this flood of people to come in right now? No, we're not. So, but we'll take it if the Lord desires that. But here's the deal. So maybe each month two, just, just type of like, just love things. And then one is like, how do I minister to somebody? Pray for one, challenge yourself. Invite one, disciple one a month, you know, something like that um, in a way. So that's kind of the 2021. Is we've, we've narrowed it down to that. We'll do more maybe halfway through the year to what that looks like. Um, but did you have anything more? I want to close with the worship. Oh, I was going to pray. All right, let me, let me say this. Uh, so here's the deal. Our worship, grow, go is nothing new. It's just new language for us. So we were always up in and out. That was taken from a book that we'd probably get in trouble for some copyright stuff if we continue to use that. So um, we're going to go to Worship, Grow, Go. But we want to make sure that upper room. So I, I, I'm saying that because it, we're not changing who we are. We're not changing what our focus is. We're not changing anything of who, what, our, what our DNA and what we're going after here as a church. It's just different language. Worship, Grow, Go. Up and out. It's, it's what we've been doing. But I want to make sure that we continue to have an emphasis on worship first. That's why it's first. We, we're like, let's think of language like people would know if they, if they think of it. What would they automatically know? And, and honestly, I know worship is a church word, but it, it's important. That's, we've left the name Worship Center on our name for a reason. We were just going to be upper room. But we want to be a worship place, a place that, that edifies the Lord first. Because I believe this. I personally believe this. If we worship the Lord, these two things come into place. As we worship and we get filled with his presence, it's easy to grow and we'll automatically be compelled to go. If we worship first, our first ministry has to be unto the Lord. Our first ministry in our home has to be unto the Lord. Our first ministry when I wake up in the morning has to be unto the Lord, this intimate, heartfelt connection with the Lord. Worship isn't singing a song. 
It's an adoration to the Lord, however you do that in your own way. That's worship. And I want to read this last verse because I want to make sure we, we hold on to this and we hold this very close to our hearts this year. And it's been read like three times over the last couple weeks. Psalms 27, 4. And uh, it says, One thing have I asked the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. I want to dwell. I want to seek his presence. I want to know him. So why don't you stand? And we're just going to worship and do communion. Nicole's going to pray. I'm going to pray. I just, would you just put your hand on your head and one on your heart? I just love doing this. <clears throat> um, so, Jesus, we, we just give you our thoughts. Let our thoughts, the thoughts that are in our head, be of you. Let, we just ask you to just invade our thought patterns, correct anything that is going the wrong direction, Lord. We just, we want to be so aligned with heaven in our thoughts, Father. And so we just give that to you. And we just ask that it's just sealed, Lord, that it starts in our heart, God, that, that this is the year where there's a connection between our heart and our head, Lord, that journey that goes from our heart to our head, that we will operate from the places in our heart because of the intimacy with you and our worship. And in that comes the creative thoughts, the true thoughts, the true thought patterns, um, all the, the thoughts that you have about us. And so we just say yes and amen. We declare, Lord, that as we begin to fill out these cards, that you're going to reveal things, reveal things that you've been speaking that we haven't heard before and that we trust and that we know in confidence that it's you, it's you, Holy Spirit, that's revealing that for us for this year because of your goodness, but ultimately because it's a part of, of, of the kingdom being advanced. And we just trust that in Jesus' name. Amen.